0: In this week's parsha, parak lamed bays pasuk lamed. So we have the uh, the uh, the skirmish between Yaakov and the El Esav, and then at the end, Yaakov, of course, sort of pins him down. Although he was able to uh, dislocate his his um. His Kaf HaYarech, uh, that's why we don't eat the, uh, the Gid nasha. And then it says, the Malach says, send me, send me away, allow me to go out, go back up to Shemayim, because the morning has come. I'm not sending you, says Yaakovino, I'm not allowing you to go anywhere until you bless me. Vayaymer elav Ma Shemecha. He says to him, what's your name? Vayaymer Yaakov. He says, my name is Yaakov. Vayaymer, lo Yaakov Yaamer Ed Shemcha ki Yisrael. Your name is not going to be only Yaakov from now on, but Yisrael. Ki Sarisa Imelikim Vimana Shematucha. Because you fought against Amalach and with people and you won. Vayishal Yaakov Ayaymer HaGidana Shemecha. And then Yaakov turns around and says, tell me your name. You asked me my name, I told you my name. Now you, I want you to tell me your name. Why you ask me my name? And he benches him there. So Rashi says on this last Tishal, Why are you asking me my name? So Rashi says, We don't have a permanent name. Our name changes based on the specific shlichas that we're sent on. So if we're sent to do uh, one type of shlichas, that's our name. Uh, if we're sent to do another type of shlichas, that's our name. We, our name is very fluid. It, it, it base, it, it's just based on the specific mission. I think uh, it's said that the, um, the name of the malach, Right, when he comes to tell Manayach about that he's going to have a son, and he's going to be a Nazir, Shimshan. So the name of the Malach, anyone know what the name of the Malach was? I think the, the Passock says, Vuhu Pela. It's a Pela. What does Pela have to do with Nazir? It's because Ishki Yafli Lindarneder, Nazir Lahazel Hashem. Then Lashan Pela means to express something, to express an idea. So that's from a pasuk. So in other words, whenever a malach, if the malach is sent to say that your son is going to be a Nazar, the malach's name is Pela. The malach assumes the name of whatever mission he's assigned to. That's how Rashi says it. So let's see what Rapinkas has to say on that. Lu malachim ein kavua. Angels do not have set names. Luma zais. Contrast that with Kasher Amalek Birich Es Yaakov. So we're juxtaposing the um, Yaakov to the angel. The angel has no set name. Yaakov is given a set name, Yaakov and Yisrael. So listen to what he says, is so beautifully. There is a very uh, Amazing Yisayid that we see from this passage. Sarishal Asav has Sitra What's the Sitra The Sitra Akra is like the Eitzahara, like the, the, evil, um, the evil force in the world, the force that tries to make us all sin and do terrible things. So that's the Sarishal Asav. Sarishal Asav is not just i a nice angel that's Shayach to Asav. Sarishal Asav is the Sitra Akra in the world. And Aymerle Yaakov, he says to Yaakov, Li ein shame. I do not have a name. Not just the, in, in the form of the, the angel that's representing ya- Esau and Shemayim. But the Sitra Achra saying to Yaakov for all times, just get this clear, I have no name. What does it mean, I have no name? Klamar Shemayi m'shtanek like barring what Rashi says, that a malach has no shame kavua, I, Sarashal Esav, I change with the times. My name, my identity is not a permanent one. I don't have permanence. I am extremely versatile. Depending on the times of history, I change into different forms. Pam karula yaveh once upon a time, the greatest threat to humanity and the neshama of humanity was Avedizara. Avedizara is something that for us it's very hard to even understand, like what the type was, because there isn't really. Uh, today, you don't look at Avedizara. I don't think many people are like, you know, I don't think anyone, any any yeshiva bakr is like thinking in bed, wow, I wish I could bow down to like a a wooden, you know, Buddha statue. Like, that's really cool. Like, I don't think anyone had... There's no taiva for it. We don't, we don't really even understand it. But in the olden days, this was a major taiva. That that was like the, uh, you know, that was the internet of the time, is Avedizara. That was it. Everybody was like, chalishing for this. In fact, somebody once... There's a Gemara that says that there was a certain Amayra, I think, that was... Uh, um, he was like looking at the previous times, like maybe during the times of certain malachim, there were Eved, Eved, Zara, and he's like, how could he be Eved, Eved, Zara? Like, terrible, you know, how, uh, you know what a shake it's, how could?" and the person came to the dream, and he said, I want you to know, I think he was talking about Menashe, if I'm not mistaken, he says, I want you to know that if you would have been around during the time that I lived in with Eved, Zara, you would have picked up the hem of your, of your coat and ran to the Ave de Zara. You wouldn't have walked there. You wouldn't have like, you know, you would have ran. You would have picked up the hem of your of your coat because it would keep you like not able to would make you not restrict your running. You would pick it up so you can run faster. That's how Ave de Zara used to be so tantalizing to people. And then of course the Gemara says in Ave de Zara that um that they were mispal and Chiknesagdela got together and they were Mispal that the Yetzahara of Avadhizara should go away and it went away. Suddenly nobody at least Yiddin couldn't really that we weren't that into Avadizara. And the Gemara continues there that they said, Hey, this is great, we're on a roll. Let's also do away with the with the with the Yitzhahara for, for Gilai Raias. Imagine a world that we wouldn't have to contend with any schmutz with any uh, you know that type of stuff. So they said, Okay, fine, let's try it. And they did it, and you know what happened? The next morning, everyone wanted to have like nice, sunny, set up eggs, scrambled eggs. And they were looking in there. They went to the to the um, to the chicken coop to see to find some nice fresh eggs, and there were no eggs because you took away the ty So the, the chickens also lost their tybos. They didn't. They they stopped laying eggs. said, okay. We, we need our eggs. We got to get back. We got it. We got to stop this. Uh, so they 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 sort of curtailed it, but they didn't they didn't do away with it altogether but Avedizara was once the major Yetzirah of the world. like we just said, they shechted the Yetzirah, that's gone. We don't have that taiva, by and large, for Avedizara, but Acherkach Karoloi Philosophia, it morphed. It went from the angel, the Sitra Achra, who start. he has no name, he has no identity. He just switches with the times. If he sees an opening to seduce people with a different hat, with a different disguise... He'll do that. So Ave Desara, you kill Abed it pops up into something called philosophy. Philosophy, I don't think, is a big taiva either. I mean, you know, it's like a, I guess you have to, it's a core requirement maybe, but it's not a, it's not a, it's not, no, I don't think anyone except for maybe one person in the building has taiva for philosophy. I don't think, I don't think, other, otherwise, I think everybody's, you know, we're good with it. We, we could live just fine without it. It's not to say that there aren't people. We've had Talmidim that, a few Talmidim over the years that were very into philosophy, and they really genuinely were. Um, but generally speaking, people also today are not into philosophy so much. It's not a big taiva. That also sort of went out of, out of vogue. And behem higiat kufa shakarlay haskalah. And then, of course, we eventually arrived at a terrible, very dark period in Jewish history called Haskalah. Haskalah was like the precursor for the Reform Movement, I guess. And it was called Haskalah's the English translation is Enlightenment. And basically, um, it was a very, very big typo. It sort of coincided with, um, you know, I guess with Napoleon, when Napoleon came and gave... Freedom and rights, to, liberties to to the Jews. The Jews used to always be cooped up in ghettos, and you know they weren't really exposed to, to much, and they were able to, at the time, just do their avodas Hashem in their little shtetlach and have you know a nice shul uh, and a nice base medrash and uh, and a nice little insulated insular community. And then Napoleon came and said, "No, you don't have to stay in these places. You go and you know, just take part in the in the Industrial Revolution and all the you know in, in, in you know when, when Europe became a very uh, open minded society, and they invited the Jews to join for the most part, and uh, and that began the Enlightenment movement throughout throughout Europe, and Jews started getting very they started getting into moving away, let's say, from Tyra and getting into poetry." And that's when like, you know, theater and uh it was a very, very grave threat to to Klael Yisrael. That's why um the Beis Yaakov movement really started because of because of the Haskalah. Because a lot of the girls they weren't doing much at home. You know, they were just sitting home. They and they so they started going to theater and started going to uh you know, entertainment and reading certain books of like uh literature and poetry and and, and it started taking them away pulling them away from, from Tyra, And in order for... And the yeshiva system, the yeshiva movement was very strong. It was just the time, you know, when Volajan, you know, started in the Mir and Tal's, but it takes two to tango. If you don't have... You could have a, a million yeshiva guys, but if you have no Besyakov Yaakov girls to marry them, then it's over. The movement sort of ends after one generation. So... That's when Sarah Schneer got up and she says, listen, we got we to gotta make a system, a network of Beis Yaakov schools so that we educate these girls. We take them away from Haskalah and now they're going to be able to learn Navi and Rambans and, and Halacha and, uh, you know, and have plays and have, have their own from, you know, environment. And they, and she did it with, with wild success. It was like sh- like within, she was Nift very young. I don't know exactly. She was young when she started it and i think maybe 10 years later before she was niftaras it already had my numbers might be very up but maybe 45,000 girls in the network it was very it was like it really flourished like different Yaakovs opened up all over europe and in america and but that was she was she single-handedly say i think it's safe to say that she single-handedly saved Klael Yisrael. i mean and there were good that on that said that she did the most for Klael Yisrael... In the last couple hundred years, Sarah she was like because she did. You can't, you know, you could be a Sheva, but if your yeshiva wasn't open, there could be there, there's going to be other yeshivas that are open. But she was able to be mechadish that girls could get educated, and it was very controversial because you know girls traditionally did not have a a higher education. And But she sold it to the Chavetz Chaim and to the Ger Rebbe and to uh, the, a lot of Gedele Yisrael. And, and not everybody signed up for it, but Chavetz Chaim gave her a letter. I think the Ger gave her a letter. And then she was able to, once she had their approval, she was able to build it. So that was a kufa called Haskalo. And then when nobody's like running to the Yiddish theater too much anymore. kibel Now... The Sichahar assumed another identity called communism. Shema etzim Shelahu samoil The actual name, his essential name is Samoil.' Uh, you're not really even supposed to say that, but elisha somebody I once heard somebody they called the Samachmem. They don't want to pronounce the whole name, so they called the Samachmem, and then somebody said, samachmem stands for social media today, which is maybe if Rapinkas was alive for social media, he would have said the same vart. Every tkufa, every new era in Klal Yisrael, it's the same Sitcha Achra, it's the same Sareh Shal Esav. He's just taking different forms. It's not... It's not a new. You think like this is something new. Wow, there's internet now. There's uh, you know this taiva and that taiva, and communism and liberalism and and, and socialism and and uh, you know and conservatism and all that. These are all different. It's all the eights in different, wearing different masks, different disguises. But that's what it means that that Lamaset I have no name. I have no set identity. Aval Hamalach Himsha Hamava, but. And this is also equally important. The mouth tells Yaakov of you know, Yisrael, You do have a set name. You're called Yaakov. You're called Yisrael. Me'ata afpam shim Your name will never be switched. My name is switched around, but contrast me with you. You are able to uh, be, be the same person. A yid is a yid. Obviously, you didn't change, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, whatever. But, but the but the basic insight of who a yid is is a yid. The same heart, the same soul, the same same neshama that a yid had by Avram Avinu, a yid has today. We're the same. Nothing changed. We don't. We might assume different, you know, begadim based on 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 the part of the world that we find ourselves in. But a yid is really pretty much the same as he always or she always was. HaYetzhahara shel Hayyayim, huayzi Yetzhahara shel Pam, it's the same Yetzhahara. Kemayishu b'tekubhaz HaHaskalah sarv as eskal Kla Yisrael. Just like by Haskalah, the Yetzhahara, like, eviscerated Kla Yisrael. We have no idea how many millions of Jews were lost to Haskala, to Enlightenment. And KaHkam who writes Lister service Kla Yisrael. The same thing is true today. The problem is, and this is so true, that by the time we find out that this is the etzahara, it's already ingrained in us. It's so a part of us that it's so hard to to separate from. His name changes, a super powerful force, that comes to move a per- person, to tilt a person off the regular, straight, narrow path. We have to be very on guard against all of the new Yitzharah's uh, that are the, the same Yitzhah but in a different... So first of all, you see two, I think two very important takeaways from this, from this Yisaita of Repinkas. First of all, if it's the same Yitzhahara, think about this what I'm saying for a second. If it's the same Sahara that existed in the time of, of Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, and it's the same Yitzhahara, it's not like it, like it got watered down over the years, it got stronger over the years. So... Don't, don't be very depressed if you succumb once in a while to the Yitzhah. I'm not saying it's a, not giving out any heterom over here, unfortunately, but if we slip and fall, we say, I'm so like weak. Look how weak it is. I gave in to my Sahara Guess what? You're not weak. The Sahara is a force to reckon with that Yaakov struggled with. Yaakov Avinu, if we were like, if we're this for the size of a poppy seed Yaakovinu is uh, is you know a hundred galaxies. Yaakovinu, it's not shy I have to compare ourselves to Yaakovinu, obviously, you know. But Yaakovinu struggled with an angel, and he even exacted a toll on Yaakovinu, which means to say that Yaakovinu felt that that it was overwhelming the challenge of of the yitzara. That yitzara didn't die, and now like we have like some like shvacha, you know, great great grandchild of that. Yitzhar. It's the same yitzara. It's the same exact yitzhara. So, like, we're wondering, like, oh my gosh, I, how can I? You know, I'm so weak. You're not weak. You're trying. You're struggling, and it's it is a struggle. Like, Hashem made a yitzhara for whatever reason, for bechira reasons, for scharva reasons, whatever. But it, it means that that it's it is it is a hard thing. It's a very hard challenge to overcome any Yetzirah, whatever it may be, and everybody has their own specific Yetzirahs that they're contending with. Some people might be, uh, you know, Shmir and some people might be, uh, you know, I don't know, Machal Masurim, and some people might be, uh, I don't know, I had once, I, I knew a guy in Yeshiva, looking back on it, it was a bit strange, but like, I guess we were once like schmoozing about like, you know, if we were gayim, like what we would, you know, you know, what we would do if we would find that we were gayim. Actually, it did happen once in yeshiva, a guy like came over to me. And he said that, that he found out that I't know his mother was a gyris, but it turns out that his that the rabbi that converted her was uh, was not really a, an orthodox rabbi and basically his rabbi said he has to get converted again and like how could he do it really quickly I said do it quickly like just give it let's think about this a second you know I was joking but but um, um but you know so he so everybody's like saying their own their own what they what they would do if they were if they found out that they are and this guy says, "Yeah, I would go to a barbershop shop, and I would, I would, I would ask him to shave me with a razor." I was like, "That's your taiva, okay? God bless, you know, like this, that's that's uh, whatever, whatever floats your boat." But that's that's the um, everyone has their own yaitsaris. Everyone has their own their own predilections, their own their own taivas, and that's. But it's not nothing. Is simple. It's a it's a biblical proportion type of of challenge. It's it's not a small thing just a different form but it's not and the other thing that we that we take from this is that that we have to make sure and this is really what he's saying at the end that to try to nip it in the bud if we see that there is something that is a very strong yitzhar for ourselves and if we don't pull the mask off of it and see it for what it is and we allow it to like you know, have a have a prominent place in our home and in our hearts and in our in our world, then it's going to be too late by the time we hop what it is. And you know, the I mean I think we all realize that you know that that technology is really this type of thing. Like we we embrace technology because the world runs on technology. You can't, you know, you can't go back to the middle ages and you can't like, well, to get a job and to, to do well in school and, to, and to trade stocks and to know what's going on in the world and whatever. Everything is technology. So, but, and we embrace it because, you know, it's part, it became part of our lives. But, you know, in, in retrospect, you see how, how it really shouldn't be a part of our life. It's a very dangerous very dangerous instrument. I mean, there's nothing more dangerous, in a sense, I don't think, in the history of the world, for a from Yid, than technology. In the old days, like, you had to go, you you're, you're into Haskalah, you had to go to the library, maybe, and take out some books on, uh, you know, on Haskala, you know, whatever, some literature or some poetry or some big deal. Like, it's not, you know, but this is like, you have every single taiva, every single... Uh, anything and everything is right in the palm of your hand. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to sneak anywhere. You just have it, and it's uh, and it. I think it hit us a little too late. Not that Gedali Israel weren't telling us, sort of from the onset, you know, that it was bad. But I don't think they realized what it was in time. They made a big internet asifa and a big awareness, and but it's already a little. I, you know, it's like it became a part of our life, and we can't resist it. You could filter it maybe, and you can do this, you could that, but it's already, you know, it's already become like something that it's it's very hard for many people to give up once it's in. And and this is something that, you know, we have to like just pause a little and think about. And, um, you know, you guys have an opportunity because like if you're Mitzvah Shem, you're going to get married. In the old days, like Shadchanim always like, you know, do they want it, the like one of the, one of the questions was they want it, do you want a TV in your house after you get married or do you want to go to the movies or do you want to nobody's nobody goes to the movies anymore nobody has TVs as far as I, as far as I know uh, but the the real question is you know are you going to have a a computer are you going to have smartphones are you going to have uh, you know and and if you were smart and if you were you know if you if you had the ability and, and hopefully many of you do. Uh, you would try to start up your home without that, without it, because it's really a drain on your ruchnius. It doesn't allow you to function. It doesn't, at work, you know, you have to have a computer. You should have a computer, you know, and at uh, at home, you know, it's much better not to. And uh, it's not easy not to, and, and as technology progresses, like, refrigerators are going to have internet, like, cars have internet already, Refrigerators, like in the old, in the future, not too. It might even be already this technology. Like the refrigerator is going to have the ability to see if you're like running low on milk or if you're out of milk, and it will contact like Amazon directly for you and and before you know that, a few hours later, you're going to have uh, milk in your fridge. Everything is going to. Everything already does run on the internet, but like everything will, and it's just going to get worse. But this is something like a Sahara that the Sahara um, is so powerful. This is definitely the reincarnation of the Yitzhahara, that Yitzhahara that Jacobin has struggled with, it. so many struggle. It's not Abed it's not philosophy, it's not communist, it's not scholar, but it's it's everything, it's sort of everything. Whatever, you're, you're into communism, you're into philosophy, you're into, you can get anything that you want. I just want to end with something that um, I once was... Uh, speaking to Marashiva Shiva of Aaron Schefter who's just nifter this past year and uh, we were sitting in a car together in Brooklyn and um, and I was telling him you know about about the internet he didn't really know so much about it Baruch Hashem but uh, I was telling I was describing you know how it's hard and I said you know Talmudim and Yeshiva we you know we use it you know you need to have a computer pretty much for research and for you know so, like, what should I tell the Bachrim? I really meant what should I tell myself, but like I, you know I was making myself out to be very from. I said, like, what should I tell the Talmudim you know about about the internet like how do we, how do we deal with it? So he thought about it, and he said he said the following it 's such a Reviron vart, because Reviron is like you know from he is the Talmov of Hutner, is the Talmovk of the Atav and Slabatka. And Alvin Sabatka, of course, with everything was godless Adam, how great man is. Man is like, you know, the tzir of vashem, and like, you know, we work, we're in fashion and the handiwork of Hashem and the image of God, and we're great, and we're... He said that when a person... Beca- and I think, you know, and I didn't really fully understand it, but now I really do, I think, that when a person is a human being, when a person is really a ben adam... So then you have that special connection with the rabbinic shalom. Like you have that, you're his creation, and and you have a connection, and you daven, and you learn, and everything is like a direct... He says, when you become, like, addicted to technology, in a a way it, like, dehumanizes a person. It takes that godless Adam, and it sort of makes him into a machine. A machine is not Adam. A machine is not Adam. An Adam is Adam. An Adam and... You know, in a perfect world is, is like, is the greatest thing in the world. A perfect, we don't, you know, we don't see many perfect specimens of man. We look around and we see in the world like craziness, so we don't even understand what man is. But man is great. Man is in, in, the, in a perfect form. You know, you have Gedalia Israel are great and even, you know, B'nai Taira are great. But when a person like suddenly is so obsessed with their machines, that it's sort of hard to even know the difference where where man ends and machine begins. It's sort of like the lines blur, and and you see like even with technology, like they're talking about making uh, you know chips that you put in a brain, and like you know like how it, we're there. Don't, we don't know where technology is going. We we think we we we're already like at the at the tip of the mountain, you know, of technology. We haven't even begun to scratch the surface of technology. We don't know where this is going. Whatever we think is like. Every generation always felt they were at the cutting edge and you know, but it, it has so much more to go. We don't know where it's going, but we see how, how fast things are advancing and and that that to Rivaran at least was the greatest threat to humanity of, of computers, of technology, of, of smartphones, and is that is that it blurs the lines of what an Adam is. It, it it dumbs down Adam. It makes an Adam into a machine, and, and we see it. We're obsessed with it. Like, you know, during Chazar Hashat, sometimes we're like, you know, scrambling, where's my phone? You know, like, you get a ding, and you get a this, and like, we're, we're all like, we lost our ability to really be ourselves. We're so obsessed with it, and, you know, that's, that's the beauty of Shabbos. Shabbos gives us at least one day a week that we're able to to push back from technology, thank God, and have the ability to just, like, and that's why we feel that extra holiness on Shabbos, because we don't have that constant. Imagine if Shabbos, we were allowed to use technology. It wouldn't be Shabbos at all. It would be horrible. But this, but the people in in the world that could really uh, look at technology and say, Yuri are and Lama you're a person, you're, you're being that, you know, you're the new incarnation of, of, of the Sarishal Esav and see it for what it is before it completely dominates us and it's going in that direction. If we'd be able to be so strong and to push back and win Kisarisa Mlekim mm-hmm. Vimanashim to be victorious over the al Esav, that would really earn us the title of being Yaakov of being Israel because that's what we've always done. We've always been able to somehow. Push back. Sometimes we get wounded. Sometimes we have the, you know, uh, we get dislocated, a drop. But on the whole, we're able to stay Yisrael and Yaakov, Kisarisa, Batuchal. We're able to emerge victorious many times. And in Mitz Hashem, we will be able to once again.